not American. Not American. He's it's British. Like Dick Tracy, some xenophobic. I know. Horses ass. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I'm not liking this. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And what's that that I hear from my little watch? My radio watch? It says that it's time to talk about Dick Tracy and all the freaks in that universe. Now, why? And out of the universe. Well, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I really, this is really your doing. Yeah, it is. This time. Yeah. So you said why? Is that what you said? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, it, it came to me because in real time, in you know the year 2023, just last week, actually on Super Bowl Sunday, Warren Beatty, both as Dick Tracy mm-hmm. and as himself, appeared on a special with not Josh Mankiewicz, because he's from Dateline, another ben Mankiewicz, Mankiewicz. Matt, Matt Mankiewicz, Ben, and Ben, and Leonard Maltin. Uh, for a little interview. And this is something that he did also in 2010 yeah. uh, with Leonard Maltin. And it's to maintain the rights to yes. Dick Tracy. He apparently every bunch of years has to appear in character as Dick Tracy for public consumption in order for him to retain the rights. And so he's doing that and hanging on. And so I found out about that. I was like, Oh God, that's right. That's so weird. I've been aware of kind of the legend of this 2010 interview for a long time, but I've never seen it. Let's do it. Let's watch the trilogy. Dick Tracy, Leonard Maltin one and Leonard Maltin two. Oh, wow. (laughs) Leonard Maltin one Leonard Sounds like, I don't know. It sounds like an art house film. (laughs) <laughs> or like an album. I feel like albums are sometimes named like Leonard Malton 1, Leonard yeah. Malton 2. Side yeah, 2. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that you're interested enough to want to do this. Why? I don't know. This does not strike me as a Chrissy pick. Oh, well. This is a completionist. Yeah, this, I guess you're right. On paper, I would think I would be more likely the villain behind this selection, <laughs> but it's you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I suppose you're right about that. The curiosity of him it appearing, you know, on TCM as Dick Tracy for an interview just and about really, like his life I is know. so strange. And truly that it appears to happen almost every decade, like some sort of a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some sort of an IP rights jeepers creepers, if you will. <laughs> like every <laughs> 10 years, Warren Beatty rises. <laughs> I, it's weirder than that though because it's not yeah. it's not even like it was like 20 something years after the movie Dick Tracy yeah. and then the second interview was 13 years later you're like, right what yeah, is the rhyme follow, or reason to this it's following loose rules there's a 20 year gap between the movie and the first one of these specials and then a 13 year gap to this one although did something happen in 2000 that we just don't know about yet that's a great question. What well, if he did something 10 years, some <gasps> secret something? Maybe it's like how, um, what's his name? Mark Twain wrote his autobiography yeah. only to be released upon his death. Yes. Maybe there's a Dick Tracy movie out there, a yes. sequel that we haven't seen yet. What has he done? What did that sick Warren Beatty do? That we Maybe that was what Y2K Warren? was. He's behind oh, it all. 
<laughs> that's why we were like duct taping our windows and stuff because Warren Beatty was doing some weird cartoon exactly. Dick Tracy stuff out there somewhere. Yeah, I have no idea, but I am looking forward to the year. What would this be? 2036. Yeah. When a, uh, uh, I, at this point, I would think almost 100 year old Warren Beatty does it again. Yeah, he's 85 now. Yeah. So I, he's going to be up there, but so he's, he, he's doing yeah. well. So you you described it exactly as what it is. He he Warren Beatty bought the rights to Dick Tracy in 1985. Real quick, Will, let's yeah. explain what Dick Tracy is, because people may have not even heard these two words together. That is a very good point. It is unclear to me what significance there is in the in the pop culture memory for this character. Anyway, I don't think much. A 1931 newspaper comic character right dick tracy right uh he is created by chester gould he is very much like um he was a figure in like old radio plays mm -hmm. and in early film serials the kind of that i didn't know yeah until this until my time with dick tracy and letter malton i didn't realize that there were tv shows i only knew that it was a comic strip and radio plays it's interesting to I think I I think I knew it but I'd never seen any of it. Mm -hmm. Like there's like I remember watching the first Captain America movie where, you know, Captain America is given the super soldier serum ahead of World War II and then he becomes like a tool for propaganda. Like he's like touring the country and talking about like buying bonds or <laughs> whatever they did. I don't know what they did. But then he became a character that was used in radio plays and serials, not mm. played by the real Captain America. Right. So, like, I know about Dick Tracy the movie mm -hmm. from my childhood being disgusted by it. Disgusted. Absolutely I made, repelled by this movie as a child. I made a huge error. I wasn't thinking. I just wasn't thinking. And when I started watching the movie, I was eating. Yeah. I oh, was, God. I was disgusted. Disgusted, William. It's revolting. Because here's what's revolting about it. So, as we said, Dick Tracy <laughs> is a detective. Yeah. And kind of the thing that makes him particularly unique, I would say, from other like detective from pop culture, is that he is battling a cast of characters who are technically human, but they are inhuman. They're, right. they're monsters. And so this is a good tie-in to Guides the Unknown. So they're not like living in this crazy world where there are cryptids or there are aliens about. This is our world. However, like 10 people look absolutely nuts. Yeah. There's a guy <laughs> right. named... A, a handful of people. Yeah, there's a guy named Littleface, I believe, yes. who has like a gigantic head, like the size of four heads, but then his face only occupies one head's worth. Yeah, that's right. I wrote down I wrote down some of the names. Lips Please. Manless. This is a guy who just has enormous long lips. Yeah. And he likes to suck down like oysters. Yep. Uh there's Prune Face. Uh Give this that is a, a guy guess. with a big wrinkly face. <laughs> mumbles, who's played by Dustin Hoffman in the movie. He's a guy who mumbles a lot. Mm -hmm. Big Boy Caprice, played by Al Pacino. <laughs> Who's got a weird butt cheek chin and he looks like the, the Danny DeVito penguin body or crossed with Uncle Fester body from. The... Yeah, he's very like rectangular. Rectangular. Yes. Uh, itchy. Not sure what his deal is. Numbers. 
Influence, who look up Influence, he looks like a skull. He looks like oh, a yeah. red skull out of uh, Captain America while we're on the topic. Uh, flat top. This is a guy whose head is basically shaped like a triangle. The top of his head is perfectly flat. Yeah, this guy is heavily featured. Uh, the blank. This is a person who has no facial facial features at, at all until right. the end of the movie where they have two giant nostrils in the middle of that face, which disgusts me. I know. But in the movie, in the 1990 movie that we would have seen when we were somewhere around the realm of five. Yeah, I would be seven, seven or older when it came out. So for us to have it on VHS, let's yeah. give it a year. So I'd be eight. Yeah, okay. Okay. At the earliest, earliest. Warren Beatty plays Dick Tracy. Warren Beatty is like a, a classically handsome leading man type. Mm-hmm. But then everybody else in the movie has disgusting prosthetics on their face that make them look like garbage pail kids. Yes, except for Madonna. Except for Madonna. As Breathless Mahoney. Breathless Mahoney. Now, um, I want to read some more names, Will, from the IMDb because oh, there are please. people who aren't named, I don't think, in the movie, but okay. they're credited, obviously. Wonderful. Uh, so we got simply Shoulders. Shoulders. The, the Rodent. The Brow. Uh, let's see. Baritone, soprano. They seem like fun. Uh, I think you said all the rest of them. So this this all makes like a certain amount of sense. So again, the reason we're talking about this, the origin is Dick Tracy is a 1930s cop who's going up against these larger than life gangster figures who all have these crazy nicknames. Because Mm -hmm. in real life, we had like, I don't know, I don't know the eras, right? or whatever, But we had like Whitey Bulger. Right. You know, and you can think about like old gangsters where it's like Jimmy yeah, Al the Hat. Capone. Al Capone. Yeah. But like and, those w- figures, you know what I mean? That's not a funny name, but. Of course. Yeah. They but were there's about. like big, you know, organized crime figures. Dick Tracy was somebody who would finally take them down. Wipe and so them that out. made him, yeah, that made him a sort of Batman esque figure before Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it was interesting watching all of this stuff and discovering like footage from the. Uh, the radio plays and from the serials because it did feel like in that Captain America movie where like they show you these corny clips and stuff and be like I'm gonna sock old Adolf on the jaw right and it's just like all of this like like very sturdy you know uh, Americana iron chin Americana stuff that's Dick Tracy is authentically that that's where he comes from yes very much Again, what Kristen was saying that that brings us here today is that nobody remembers this character. Mm-hmm. And there was one movie, for all intents and purposes, for the modern memory, a movie was made 30 years ago, 33 yeah. years ago, starring Warren Beatty. He bought the rights to the entire character. Mm-hmm. The movie didn't do that well. They never made a sequel. But in order, some ways that deals are, are made for rights... Um, they can expire. If you don't use this character, you're going to lose lose, this character. You're going to lose this character and somebody else will probably make the movie without you and they'll make the money. Well, Warren Beatty realized all I have to do is occasionally play this character every decade or so and that'll count as me using the character. So in 2010, he released what was called the Dick Tracy Special it aired in the middle of the night mm-hmm. with no press, no one talked about it, and it technically counted as him using the character. Right. 
And, and then was, this time, he does it on Super Bowl Sunday when everybody oh, is else right? is looking the other way. Is that right? He wanted this to sort of like slip in. It seems like it. As well. Because the, the, the real truth here is what these things are. There's the movie, which is a movie, which has interesting choices. We'll talk about it. But I these two these two specials that round out this this Dick Tracy trilogy that we now have <laughs> are are schemes. Yeah. They are ways to uh manipulate like copyright law almost. They're so, purely so that, a means to an end. Yes. So that Warren Beatty can keep those precious precious rights to his precious right. precious character. But in so doing, he's created two of the dumbest weirdest most pieces boring. of media available they're both on youtube yeah because they don't really air on television they they're not really meant to be seen they're meant for him to keep the character but in order to do that they had to air so mm-hmm. people got a hold of them um what a mess very the, strange the funny thing is as you pointed out he's now 85 years old dick tracy was created in 1931 Mm-hmm. That means that eight years from now, he enters the public domain. Oh, I didn't even think about that. So what are you holding on to, Warren Beatty? How strange. Because the clock is ticking. It sure is. He better get on it. I mean, he in better. both of the specials, they've been like, oh, you know, perhaps another movie will happen. I don't know. And in this one, the the more recent one, I felt like he went a little bit further than in the one from 2010, where he was like, oh, maybe it would be good as a series, like a TV series, whatever. So maybe he will actually get something cooking. I don't know, but you're so right. It enters the public domain. Now, even that, though, is like very weirdly handled. Like like Mickey Mouse is pretty notoriously about to enter the public domain. But is it going to be Mickey Mouse overall? Or is it going to be Steamboat Willie, the original cartoon specifically? And if you change the character with each iteration does that altered character start a new clock oh boy see yeah it's a mess it's a mess and it's going to be decided by like lawyers highly paid lawyers who will kill anybody who tries to use mickey mouse or something like that well but he needs to get off his duff and get me another dick tracy (laughs) so do you want another dick tracy oh yeah i would totally watch another dick i liked the movie now that's surprising I enjoyed myself. Was it disgusting? Sure. Did I like it? Yes. I thought you texted me that it was boring. (laughs) No, the specials are boring. Oh, okay. The the follow-up interviews were horribly boring. (laughs) They're horrible. Did you not think that? I thought that the movie was... No, the specials. We'll get to the movie in a second. Uh, I think we got to get to the specials in a second. They're they're too weird. No, Can just we, give me a verdict. Boring or no? It's at least no. normal to talk about a movie. Can we? <laughs> Tell me, boring or no? I think you know me. You know my illness. Yeah. You have to watch them. I'm not even asking recommendations, William. Listen to my words. Do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? What I'm is struggling. that from? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Does it have something to do with Dana Carvey? Perhaps. Oh, well. Anyway, all I want to know is whether you found the specials boring. Yes or no? No. Oh, okay. All right, great. Now we can go back to the movie and and we can return to the specials later. That's all you wanted? 
Yeah. I, well, I wanted more, but you want to go to the movie, so we can go to the movie. Let's go to the movie. Let's go to the okay. movie. Let's go to the movie. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? This is from Rush Hour, by the way. Thank you. Cat in the chat. Got it. So, oh, thank you, Cat. Um, the movie itself, 1990, Batman just came out the year before. Tim Burton's Batman with Michael Keaton and the Danny Elfman score. Yeah. And it was adapting essentially a comics character who is the ultimate vigilante cop taking down gangsters mm-hmm. and then dick tracy comes out which is um a, a big uh movie based on a comic character with a score by danny elfman about a larger than life super cop who takes down the gangsters yeah it's the same movie yes those beats are all the same by the way i couldn't find any corroboration whatsoever but i think that danny elfman is one of the gross gangsters in the beginning scene Really? I, got, I couldn't find anything about it. So very well may not be. But I think so. I saw his little eyes and I know him. He and seems like he would enjoy doing that. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was a, a redheaded character. I just feel it. All of his recent music videos are about like destroying his own body. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I bet he would love to do that. They're all like <laughs> these bizarre, like techno-y, like his eyes pop out of his head. And his, huh. his now he's a statue and it gets smashed. It's like all about like weird self-image stuff. I, yeah. love, I could definitely see him doing a Dick Tracy villain. I know. He's a weirdo and I, I really feel it. So if anybody watches opening. it. Yeah. If anybody watches it, I, I feel that he is the redheaded fellow on the left. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely might go back to look for him. I like Danielle. Yeah. See what you think. Um, it starts with like gangsters, all these like larger than life, silly gangsters mm-hmm. sitting around playing a game of cards. And then Flat Top comes in and guns them all down with a Tommy gun. Like, they're stepping out of these, like, classic old, like, I don't know anything about cars. They look like Model T, whatever, early cars, 30s cars. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't even But he steps out and guns them all down with a Tommy gun, looking like he, it, it all looks like that movie that Kevin McAllister watches in Home Alone. Yeah, you're right. Angels with Dirty Wings or whatever. Yeah, where it's like one, two, ten. <laughs> and yeah. gunning you down with a, a Tommy gun. Yeah, totally. So he kills all of these like, you know, scary-faced gangsters at the table and then writes on the wall with the Tommy gun, eat lead, Tracy. Mm-hmm. And that's what sucks Dick Tracy specifically into this case. Yeah, and that's like our cold open, basically, for the movie. Kind of fun. I, I, I was, was really fun. with it at that point, for sure. Now, William, before we get too much further, do you recommend Dick Tracy? I don't think so. Okay. No. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. Do you? I do. I had fun with it. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I, <laughs> I don't think it's the best. I hadn't okay. seen it since we were kids, yeah. but I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. I just remember, I, and, and still as an adult, I just remember seeing this as a child. Yeah, we should but, talk about our history with Dick Tracy. We should. I, I, I feel this is something I should not have been looking at. <laughs> I know. I know. It's pretty scary. Allie asked a really good question. She asked if it was hitting my wet puppetry. William, I either. have something about this in my notes. Okay. Okay. For people I who s- do not know, Kristen and I are famously anti-wet puppetry, meaning mm-hmm. 
disgusting puppets that that are implied to like be sweating or like <laughs> like yeah. falling underwater and then looking like all oozy and stuff. Uh, or basically look up puppets the Land that... of Confusion music yes. video. That's that's all you need to see. Or puppets that aren't felt essentially. Oh, like, that's interesting. Kind of like dark crystal puppets, not as gross, but not my Skin. kind of puppet. Skin puppets. Skin puppets. Yeah. No, that's so funny that Ali said that because I was so I was viscerally disgusted by these people in the opening. I thought it oh, was sure. so gross. Little face. Little face. And I was eating a fried pork chop and mashed potatoes. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's like you're punishing yourself. I just wasn't thinking. And I had to put it to the side. And you got a brain. <laughs> <laughs> Get real. And uh, I thought to myself how like where do i so okay our history with this is that we had it on vhs and that we watched it like a ton of times i feel like it was on a lot and i don't know what the deal was dad is from i guess i liked it you know our dad was born in 1934 i don't i don't have this verified was dad listening to dick tracy radio plays was he watching the serials he really he certainly could have been no I, i mean i think that's why we had the movie Right. I can only assume because dad had familiarity with Dick Tracy. I mean, it would completely track because he liked listening to serials on the radio. He loves mystery detective stuff. Yeah. So like it had to be why we had it. But then I, I watched it like a ton. I feel like I don't think dad was putting it on like every day. So yeah. anyway, that's our history with it is that we watched Dick Tracy like a ton when we were kids. And what I was thinking last night is where do I get off being like, yeah, no, I, I've i only seen The Goonies, like, maybe once when I was a kid. I don't remember. It's disgusting. Um, I find wet puppets disgusting. There are other beloved things from, like, our area of child era of childhood where I've been like, hell no, that's so gross. Like, Big Trouble in Little China, absolutely not, won't be doing it. But I watch Dick Tracy regularly. Where You're do right. I get off? Yeah, where do you get the nerve? I don't know. That's that's just my thought. Oh, that's it. it. You there's no solution to this. It's just No. You're calling What's wrong with out me? finally. Yeah. yeah. Somebody does need to take you down a peg. That's for sure. It's about time. I um uh I'm surprised it didn't did did it really like ping that childhood uh uh did did you want to throw up looking at half the cast? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I was disgusted by them. Disgusted. When but when you lips manless. Yeah. No, I do. Besides that, I liked it. Lips manless sucking down those oysters. Oh, Madonna goes like, I gotta go when yeah. I I get sick when I watch you eat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, good line, but also literally so do me I. right now. I don't. I can't be looking at lips manless. They're monster people. They're monster people. I wrote down that they're essentially cenobites. In what way? From Hellraiser. Yeah. Well, they're they are numerous. <laughs> And they all seem to be designed around one key disgusting trait. Yes, I see. Like Butterball from Uh Hellraiser. Looks like a Butterball. Yes. You know what what I'm saying? CD. His head is stuffed with CDs. Right. Shoulders. Has to have huge shoulders. The brow. Oh, I I wonder what part of him is gross looking. Right. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. They Flat are top. like Cenobites. These are Cenobites that Dick Quite Tracy literal. is up against. Yeah, oh yeah. They mm. they cannot distinguish pleasure from pain. And evidently neither can you because you recommend this despite wanting to throw up. <laughs> I do, I do. I mean, it's not constant, the need to throw up. I think I'm on the up. record 
as saying that those are two separate sensations, but <laughs> I'll allow the conversation to continue. I know. It seems that at least at this juncture, I've merged them. I'm, I'm disturbed. You I are know. becoming a Cenobite, perhaps. No, there's no way. Too gross. Um, I got to draw the line. They they put, they put also do something that feels very 90s to me, where, um, uh, so, uh, Al Pacino, who I've seen a lot of recently. I was thinking that, Will. By the way, he designed his own makeup. I saw if, You did? Okay. If yeah. you Google, like, I don't know, Dick Tracy Al Pacino or something, there'll be an article from Vulture. And it's really, it's not even an article. It's really just like a photo. That's a composite, a compilation of different pictures of his makeup test with right. like different disgusting chins and cheek prosthetics and noses on and stuff. And I certainly commend him for that. I think that that is really yeah, fun. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and especially because his character was one of the only ones that didn't have right. some tremendous, you know, singular feature that is caricaturized. Yeah, because so, they took inspiration from the comics for these these creatures, these Cenobites. Right. But big boy Caprice was just like normal. Yes. So it's been it's been really sort of fun to like see him like try out these different types of costumes so that he can be part of the it made him feel like a real like big team player i yeah. guess is the thing well know? they're like big actors in this but you don't always see them so uh what's his name lips manless is paul sorvino yeah. uh let's see mumbles is dustin hoffman al pacino is big boy caprice right. uh dick van dyke mia moore is the district attorney he's not wearing anything gross who else? I don't know. They, oh, um, James Con. James Con. Yeah, they don't give James Con some big stupid. He's got like a little mustache. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Catherine O'Hara. Did you see her? I did see this. She is evidently at this big meeting of all the gangsters. Yes. Yep. Because um, big boy, what Al Pacino is doing is he's trying to become the the like president of organized crime. He's bringing mm -hmm. all of these figures together, saying, "I will be the singular leader here." Yeah, he wants Much to merge. Like, much like uh, the Joker in Batman 1989 when he uses the hand buzzer on that room full of creeps yes. and says that he's taking over. Um, yeah. Very similar. Quite and similar indeed. He's going to take him out a whole new door. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Weirdly, that's also what the Heath Ledger Joker does. I know. I thought that was what you were talking about at first. I forgot that that's what Joker is after in uh, Batman. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is weird. It's really weird. He's I guess a it's... real... Uh, Big boy caprice move, <laughs> you <laughs> might call it. I guess it's it's a common aspiration for the bad guy. I, I guess so. Well, you know, far from me to to put them down for trying to achieve their dreams. Sure. Um, I uh, the other thing that really stood out to me uh, about watching the movie this time is that there is nudity, which was kind of surprising. Nudity. Yeah. Oh, you didn't notice this. What? You can see Madonna's uh, Magambas. <laughs> well, when? You, oh, you absolutely can. She, uh, uh, it's, uh, she's a singer in a nightclub, and then she goes back to change, and Dick Tracy comes into the room. Uh-huh. And she comes out wearing, like, I don't know what negligee is, but Oh, I well, she's not, that. like, fully nude, though. I no, mean, it's not she's, like, but it's... That's it's, not noodly. Noodly. That's not noodly nude. <laughs> She's scantily clad. Uh, no, you see her boobs. Do you see her nipples? Oh, yeah. Really? Believe me. Huh, I didn't notice. I, uh, that was sort of a surprise, too. I'm surprised uh, to hear that. But really for this reason. I'm not, I'm not being a prude. 
No, My point you. is this. That seems, even for the era, unusual for a movie that is arguably marketed to adults and kids. Right. I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah. So huh. I, I really, I, I had a messaging issue with this movie. I couldn't really figure out what its aims were, what who who it's for. Is it for, for somebody adults. at that point who's in their 60s <laughs> and grew up with Dick Tracy? Is it for kids? I don't think it's for kids. I think it's for adults. And okay. yeah, like people, I mean, this is at least what I think. And people, I, I think that they're like, Okay, people are going to know who Dick Tracy is who are like in their 60s or whatever, but maybe we can also appeal to people younger than that and be introducing Dick Tracy to them. And Madonna is a good hook for that because... That's true. You know, she's young. She was like, you know, awesome and super popular. So like that could draw some curiosity. Well, I'll I also think say, because I think of she's, the col- she's great as a femme fatale. Oh, yeah. I think she's really, really great in the movie. Oh, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think because of all the bright colors and cartoonishness yeah. and that there is a kid in it, but like it could seem kiddy, but right. I think that it's not supposed to. I think it's just a nod to the comics and stuff. That's true. That is that is the big like thing that we somehow have not acknowledged is that this is like yeah. a very severely stylized movie. Big time. Like they, they truly are like they'll be looking out at the horizon or looking out over um, tops of buildings and it is unabashedly um, like drawn. It, it, yes. Every, and not only that, but I read that uh, Warren Beatty wanted each frame of the entire movie to consist uh, of, of really four colors, these core colors, red, green, yellow, and blue. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about like royal blue. Like you primary know, like colors. Primary colors. Yeah. Because that is how the original comic was printed. And there are plenty of, you know, bits of set dressing that defy that. And black and mm-hmm. white, right? But like, so like there are things that sort of break the, the rules, I guess, technically. But like everybody's car is one single solid primary color. Yeah. And it is it is like a visual sort of like standout. I, I don't think I've ever seen any other movie outside of Sin City, oh, which yeah. is similarly a noir uh, film in the modern era. Try to try to be so distinct and mm-hmm. visually striking, and yeah. for that for the most part, I think it really works for me. I really like it. Like nothing looks like that usually and it's so unserious yeah you'll never see anything else that looks like this right and i like the way it looks i think it's fun yeah i think that i i like bright colors and stuff like that so it appeals to my eye i had fun looking at it um and i just like the vibe of it. it's 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 just it's unsee it's not taking itself super seriously it's just like kind of a a, a goofy thing and totally. i like that it's gaudy and Dick Tracy himself gaudy. is like, you know, he's he's a detective from the 30s. So he's he's mostly just wearing a suit with a duster and like a, a, a what kind of hat is that? He's wearing like a trench coat and a fedora and they're both yellow. They're bright yellow. Mm-hmm. They are not khaki. They are no. yellow. Yeah. And if you look at any previous depiction of the character outside of cartoons anyway, like everything was black and white. Right. So there, there was no way that yeah, and and largely it didn't seem like he always had the same costume anyway so this feels like very much like warren Beatty made a choice mm-hmm. this dude wears a yellow trench coat and a yellow hat yeah and this is the reality that we live in 
Right. And, and he has a girlfriend named Tess Trueheart who's always wearing red and black, has red hair, has red lipstick. Like people have a thing. I, it's it's. I, I really like it. I really yeah. want to like compliment how the movie looks and the tone that's struck by that choice because it is such a crazy choice. Mm-hmm. But like there are moments where like the camera essentially pulls back, like you said, to show the city, but it's all paintings. Right. And they're really good paintings, but you can, especially today, watching this movie in HD, mm-hmm. it looks like it's on like a stage yeah, in, high, totally. in high school or something. Like it looks, it looks crazy. Yeah, and I like um, it. I like looking at that. It's fascinating to look at. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a cool, weird choice. I feel like that's a gutsy move. I totally like it, agree. It, you know, they didn't have the technology that we have today where you'd be able to do like such a crazy CGI city or something. Right. But they certainly had the means to make something look more realistic. Absolutely. And this is deliberately unrealistic. Totally agree. Yeah, I think that's like really important to nail down is like, I wonder how this will age with most people where they look at it and they're like, Oh, well, it just looks fake. It's like, no, no, no. It's supposed he, to. He didn't care that it looked fake. Mm-hmm. It, it's supposed to look fake. This is not a, a real world in any sense. Right. We're saying that this is their reality, but we're not pretending that this is, you know, this movie's supposed to look like our real life. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, I, I, as far as the like story goes, it felt very long to me. And there are multiple montages Yes, like a, there a montage of Dick Tracy taking down a bunch of the crooks, and then there's a montage when they frame Dick Tracy for mm-hmm. murder of the crooks then retaking the city. Right. And there's a montage of Dick Tracy adopting a little boy named Kid mm-hmm. uh, uh, and how much this kid eats. There's a whole montage dedicated to watching a child eat beans. Yeah, I like that montage. For a while, you like that bean montage? I do like that montage. I find it I find it cute, and um, I said that that's what crumbs would be like as a kid. Because it just right keeps going, when do we eat? When, when do, do we, we eat? eat? Like after he ate like a giant banana split and a bowl of chili or whatever. You are completely right about that. You're mm-hmm. making me like it now that it's crumbs. Yeah, when do um, we eat? When but I think that the song over that montage should be back in business and ain't it grand. And it's crumbs <laughs> eating, you know. Let the good times roll. <laughs> yeah. And then taking a nap. <laughs> yeah. the, speaking of the music over the montages, the montage of Dick Tracy kicking absolutely everybody's ass yeah, has the weirdest song over it. It's that Madonna song that's like, sooner or later you're gonna be mine. It's right. so slow and like kind of like melancholy. And like, why is this going on when he, as he points out in one of the Dick Tracy specials, knocks out like seven bad guys with one punch and yeah. is like doing all this stuff. And there's this like slow ass, like sultry song over it. It is so strange. You're right. That is weird. It's also yeah. weird that during that montage, he's talking. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. often speaking. You can see his <laughs> lips moving. He's saying something to the people that he's punching and stuff. But that I audio know. is not in the movie. It's pretty confounding. It's it's very weird, and that that oddity is reused in the third uh, entry into this trilogy, mm-hmm. proving that Randy is right. It all comes full circle. Yeah, Leonard Maltin too features the same thing. Yeah, Leonard Maltin too. He's talking, but the the audio is not there for some reason at the end. <laughs> so strange well before we move on and we yeah. keep exploring this how do you pronounce this word oeuvre 
the oeuvre of Dick Tracy? Yeah. Yep. Um, we need to make sure that you know about another really awesome podcast that's out there. Yeah. We know that you got room in that queue. Uh, let me tell you a scary story is a paranormal podcast hosted by Anna Rose, who reads out true life creepy stories every Friday. I know you're little freaks for that kind of stuff. These stories have happened to ordinary people all over the world and simply cannot be explained. They range from ghostly hauntings, glitch in the matrix tales, unexplained time lapses, alien sightings, possession, near misses, demons, doppelgangers, stalkers, true crime, and much more. Not only this, Anna is an award-winning voiceover artist and is sure to hook you in with her excellent, smooth, storytelling voice. No rough voices. The no. smooth stuff. No, I mean, it's, it's very pleasant to listen to. So close the blinds, turn off the lights, snuggle under that quilt, and enjoy Let Me Tell You a Scary Story. Found on any podcast listening platform. Links in the show notes. Make sure you click them. Yeah, definitely. You will definitely enjoy that show, so check it out. And for that matter, while you're filling up the feed, uh-huh. how about you cruise on over to patreon.com slash gttupod to get more of us. Find a tier that fits you. You won't be disappointed. Uh, the highest tier of demons, you get a new episode of our secret second podcast every single Monday the most recent episode, Kristen and I play Resident Evil 2. Kristen made a disturbing discovery. I can't believe that this isn't out there. Like Nobody it, seems to be talking about this. I think I'm going to make a clip of it and release it publicly, and we'll just see what happens, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly curious. Like, okay, so, you know, so it's a zombie video game. Like, you know, you're you killing zombies. zombies or whatever. Okay, the zombies have wet shit all over their asses. And I'm almost embarrassed that that you discovered this and that we have to be the people to bring this to the world. It's, like, I honestly it's a little embarrassing am too. of a discovery, but it's important. I, I actually genuinely am too. It's a little but, disappointing. Yes. But like, how have people not talked about this? S- someone at the Capcom, somebody, the studio that made the game, somebody made this choice that the zombies poop their pants. Yes. It's undeniable. If you look at the footage, it's mm-hmm. undeniable. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. Check the tapes. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, more right. Dick Tracy stuff. Okay, um, great. So uh, the movie, fine. I, you recommended. I ultimately, I don't. I think it's inoffensive and weird, but I, I just can't. I understand that. Um, but these specials, <sighs> they are special. It's very odd. What What did you know about them before you saw them? Nothing. Nothing. No, the, uh, nothing, uh, the nothing. absolute bare minimum. I knew that they existed, and I knew why. Okay. And I knew I, that I knew that he refers to Warren Beatty, like he talks about Warren Beatty, even though he himself is Warren Beatty. That's interesting. That's all I, I knew. Not know that. I did not know that Frau Farbissino was going to show up. That's right. She sure is in there. I did not know that Wendy McLovin Covey. Is that Very good. Yes. Clendon Covey. Yep. Was in it. From nine one one and yep. from the Goldbergs. Yep. By the way, Frau Farbissino from Austin Powers. That is Mindy Sterling. Is the actress's name? Yes, I saw her one time when I was in a cab with our sister and i was like oh, 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 oh really I freaked out yep oh wow mm-hmm. she yell at you no <laughs> she didn't know oh. i was there <laughs> get the cards <laughs> That's um i uh yeah i thought that this would be even more of a sort of cheap production this thing the first one this cost money yes i was surprised by that too they're throwing to a ton of clips of 
the old shows and stuff like that. And also, the there's like a weird down little smooth. I disagree. There's like a weird little plot to it. Like before he gets yeah. there, it's so it's that Wendy McCoven, McClendon Covey, and Mindy Sterling are like employees of TCM, and they're like all a flutter that Dick Tracy is coming, and they they're like, "What do you say? Are you gonna call him Mister? Like, what do we do?" And they they've got a whole little bit going on. They had to hire them to do this. Yes, you know what I mean? these people are being paid, and there are credits that list out you know a number of people that that worked on this little production. Right. I have a I have a very weird comparative. Oddly, this is not just a shill, but patreon.com slash GTTU pod. Kristen and I have watched music videos. Uh-huh. Specifically Michael Jackson's Ghosts. <laughs> this feels like some ego piece. Some yeah. self congratulatory I'm Warren Beatty. Dick Tracy is handsome. Aren't I the best? Uh, 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 kind of, he he's celebrating himself. I don't agree. Actually, oh, it feels like a ba- it feels like a bad little play before a music video. It certainly feels like a bad little play before a music video. But I get just awkwardness. I don't even oh, it get. Is. I, I'm not even getting like, oh, look at me. It it feels to me like it's done at gunpoint. Yeah, and he's making the best of it. Yes, I like definitely it, agree with that. I, I'm not feeling this like cocky patting myself on the back thing. It's just purely strange and awkward and like trying to to make something out of this thing that I have to do for me. It's like poorly edited too. There's dead air. Yes. All throughout this thing. Because it was meant to air once in the middle of the night and no one was supposed to see it. Right. Again, it was just we to serve it. a purpose. Yeah. So I don't even understand why they hired the women for the beginning. I am so puzzled by this thing. I, so the what I knew is that he played Dick Tracy for an interview that aired when everyone's supposed to be sleeping. Yeah. Um, if you do that, right, like if you're just trying to tick that box and say, there, see, I use the character. Right. Then what happens is the show starts and there, here's Leonard Moulton saying, well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special event. I'm sitting here with Dick Tracy. Right. And you just get started. You just start. That's absolutely what I assumed. I don't know why there's this whole little game of a car pulls up to the studio and the security guards are like, oh, who's that? Oh, okay. Please come on in. Come on in. Like all these actors who are forced into this little game where look how important Dick Tracy is. Not only that, did you catch? There are two different moments where ladies with boobs happen. What? Yes, I did. I didn't Leonard, understand. Leonard Malton is somebody's applying makeup to him, and we get a down shirt shot of this oh, person. Yeah. Then Dick Tracy enters the studio, and some lady is doing what I guess ladies do. Handsome guys coming, better hike up my boobs? I know. I know. It was really weird. I don't Just get it. Just grabs her boobs and mushes them up. Yeah. That's what everybody does. This is this the is... sign of I'm getting I'm ready around to see to Dick handsome. Tracy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what this is, but this is these are the things where I say this is some there is a dose of sleaze <laughs> I'm handsome man going on here. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I he like I know. I wonder how much of that is generated by him and how much was just generated by writers being like what do we even do here? Writers? And like Warren I writers. Yes, I think they were no. credited. 
I think this is at best a Curb Your Enthusiasm loose script improv game. But, There's a but moment, what with the boobs then? I, well, I think that's Warren Beatty being like, so when I walk in, you're going to be all excited to see me. So I don't know, mash him. I don't know. I, my, I, I haven't gathered that he's... Some out-of-touch weirdo. I haven't gathered that he's that kind of guy. Listen, I think I he's like somewhat Warren in Beatty. touch. Like, I think he's, like, politically active and, like... He's a, he's a Democrat. I know that, but Dick We Tracy's, certainly know that from this. Um, Dick but Tracy no. is a proud conservative. Yes. Um, I don't... I mean, very well could be. I have no idea. But I was thinking that because he was, like, a famous Lothario in like you know his time in like the 70s 80s whatever beyond earlier who knows i i was thinking that somebody was like oh let's do this shtick because everybody's gonna be freaking out that he's so handsome i i guess i would like to think that somebody wouldn't have people do that for their own benefit but i have no idea what's it for i I think at best it's being out of touch with something the audience will be uh entertained by but again no one's supposed to see this mr Beatty, right I know it's inexplicable. It's very, very, it's very weird. Can we just agree on that? God, yeah. That there are two boob gags at the beginning of this. It's incredibly weird. This, I, but I do think that there's stunt. some. Yes, but I do think that there are writers or like somebody who has put a story together. I don't think that Warren Beatty just like walked into the studio with Leonard Maltin. No, and was like, okay, you're gonna stand here, you're gonna stand here, you're gonna mush your boobs together. I, I just think calling it a script is 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 I'm gonna bristle against this. Is <laughs> I didn't say a, a script. I said writers. Okay, fair enough. These, these are people going like, so what are we gonna do? We're gonna do this, this, that, that, that. Okay, and go. Yeah, and that, I think that I think afternoon. that they I think that they scripted now i will okay. say it the boob stuff yeah i guess I so i mean it didn't happen by mistake right um so uh, but but yeah so they've got this whole i'm just gonna jump to some interesting things that he said some tidbits, some tidbits. i feel like you'd be hard pressed to find them some tids and bits no i've got a few i've got a list of weird things that he said <laughs> uh for one thing they talk a lot about how he likes pomegranate this they was unbelievably to, strange. They act like this is going to be some sort of celebrated gag that that Dick Tracy eats pomegranate. Pomegranate? Yes, pomegranate. You like pomegranate? I like pomegranate. They say pomegranate like a ton of times. And this is supposed to be like the two of them, Dick Tracy and Leonard Malton, just talking before they actually get into the interview. Like it's like, hey, how you doing? And Leonard Malton's like, oh, you look so great. How do you do it? And he's like, SP small portions and i eat a lot of pomegranate and then they do what will just did they do back and forth about pomegranate and then he's like maybe you have the quote i'm not sure but he's like and there's nothing wrong oh great go ahead i clipped it here take a listen they're talking about how he's a hundred years old more than Mm -hmm. and uh how does he stay so fit as chrissy just said 107 that is amazing yeah do you have some secret you can share with everybody sp Small portions, small portions, and and exercise, mm-hmm. and um, of course uh, pomegranate. Uh, once in a while, you know, I'll have a blueberry. <laughs> you know, I, uh, nobody ever went wrong with our friend the blueberry. Now that get gets the thing clipped for me. Every once in a while, I'll have a blueberry. That part His voice goes all <laughs> Could pomegranate be a code word? And that. I don't know that Manchurian candidated somebody Safe to word. to kill somebody else. Every once in a while, I have a blueberry. 
I was, I, I mean, know. that happens, I don't know, less than five minutes into this. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell what am I looking is this at? thing? What am I watching? What Why is, is going on? cheat food one blueberry? <laughs> I almost went back to look at the movie and see if he's eating blueberries occasionally or something, or a pomegranate shows up here and there. You know, I, I think, think so. I wrote in my notes to look it up, and then I just never did. I say, okay, here it is in my notes. A fair amount more blueberry talk than expected. Mm. So the beginning... Oh, okay. So... Let me explain real quick. I was like, is this weird improv that I was watching this like pomegranate blueberry thing? What the hell is going on? But then they do a callback to the blueberry at the end. And that's when I wrote this note. So uh, it was that I said a fair amount more blueberry talk than expected with this callback. So the beginning patter was scripted. But why? Must look up Dick Tracy blueberries. And then I never did. Never did. It doesn't. I think it would bring you right back here. I I am not convinced that there is anything in the 1990 movie that shows he has an affinity for pomegranates and blueberries. At no, best, he's eating I can remember, chili all the time. You know, oh, like Columbo. Columbo loves chili. Oh, really? He sure does. Um, but uh, big boy Caprice, Al Pacino, he's got a thing for walnuts. I know yes. that. Yeah, we know so that. So what? Are they just trying to create a little thing? I think it's, I think it, quite frankly, is desperation for a bit. Yeah. I No, I think you're right. I think that's the only conclusion. Real quick about the chili. Uh, yeah. So he uh, kind of proposes to his girlfriend in the diner. Yeah. He's he's like, oh, you know, you live alone. I live alone. Whatever. We should get together. And then he gets a call on his special Dick Tracy watch. That's something that we haven't mentioned. That was like a very cool thing for the time. He had a little radio watch. I still think so it's kind of cool. It's totally cool. But so they would be like calling Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy, come in. And his radio watch was very much like part of his whole thing. It is mystique. It's like a bat. It's like his one Batman gadget. But I like yeah. that he only has the one. Yeah. It, it oh, makes it kind of awesome. special. I think I think it's really cool. And it looks like an old fashioned kind of radio where mm-hmm. it's like just holes with some yeah. fabric over it, you know? Yeah, it's very, I love it. I it's it's very, very fun. Cool. Yep. So he gets this call. He kind of gets interrupted in the act of asking her and he tosses her the ring box. They have this yes. kind of like, they have a very nice relationship, I think. And she just like puts on, she's like, we're good to go. He should have hid the ring in her chili. You're right. She should have scooped out some chili uh-huh. and then cracked a tooth on that sucker. What a disappointment. What a disappointment. Okay. How anyway. does the blueberry come back at the end of the special? He Did just he throw it God, to Leonard Maltin like the ring? He just, he he just says something. He's like, All right, I, you know, I guess I better get going. I guess Time I better go, go eat, eat my blueberries. I don't remember. I should have written it down. But I've been a good boy, I'll have a blueberry for this. <laughs> I think I think it's born out of the idea that in the thirties you were supposed to talk kind of fast. We got lips manless over here and yeah. suck her up, you dame. Ah, pow, kiss ya. What? But yeah. like I eat pomegranate. Pomegranate? Yeah, pomegranate. Sometimes a blueberry. Like, I think it's just supposed to play like some fast-paced quipathon. But it came out as, every now and then I have a blueberry. Came out all high and ghosty. I don't know. I don't know. Something happened to him right there. So yeah. here's the next uh, bizarre complaint. There's the Because they're walking this line that Dick Tracy is a real cop mm-hmm. who had these cereals based on him. Which, again, gave me like Captain America Yeah. Vibes. Uh, and he starts talking about, he's like, honestly, I think, uh, Sherlock Holmes is far more famous than I am. Uh, Sherlock Holmes though, uh, uh, is a, a fictional character. And then he leans in and he goes, and he's not American. Yeah. It's like, I know. Puts in a di- like some weird nationalist. Right. <laughs> sick. Like 
disc- it, you, you know what sick. it is, right? Not American. Not American. He's it's British. Like, Dick Tracy, some xenophobic. I know. Horse's ass. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I'm not liking this. That's that's a weird decision. I liked all the colors in the movie, but I'm not liking this color on Dick Tracy. No, I don't like it. And then, the, of course, the big running gag in the special, they ask about different portrayals of, of Dick Tracy over the years. And uh, Dick Tracy says he liked some of the early ones. Ralph Bird, Morgan Conrad. And then when uh, he's asked about Warren Beatty's portrayal, he goes, he's a... Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he, yeah, he's he did a good job. Yeah. So like they they step slowly into this revelation that the real Dick Tracy mm-hmm. does not like Warren Beatty, right. does not like the 1990 movie, um, and I don't know if we're supposed to find that hilarious. There's a weird quality where like War- I'm going to say something. I don't know how you're going to feel about this. Warren Beatty's acting is so good mm-hmm. that he hems and haws to be like Warren Beatty was um listen he was all right listen I'm gonna be honest with you he doesn't play it so big where it's gonna be like uh oh yeah he doesn't like Warren Beatty he he makes it like realistically awkward that he's Mm -hmm. like I I just didn't like he looks a lot like me I'll give him that yeah. Like, it's not fun. There's no fun no. out of this rivalry. I, I don't... I think that you're right that there's kind of, like, a loose Curb Your Enthusiasm-esque script sort of thing going on. Yeah. And I... Me thinks that improv may not be Warren Beatty's strongest. I don't think so. Um, I did not find his acting good. I, I could tell what he was trying to do with the hemming and hawing, but I thought it was going on too long with too many gaps and just, like, get to it. That made it, it feel messy like real life to me. It wasn't, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't expertly delivered, which made it feel like when people talk, because people don't deliver things expertly. I thought it seemed like somebody doing a bad job of trying to do that. Really? I, I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't like it all around. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll give it, it that. It was too much hemming and hawing. Like, it didn't feel real to me. It was it awkward. Just, yeah. Incredibly awkward. Yeah. And weird edits, too. I don't know if you noticed, mm-hmm. certainly in the second special. But in this special, they kept throwing the clips because this is almost like half of it's really just sort of Leonard Malton giving a, a miniature documentary around the character of Dick Tracy, where he comes right. from, the history. And that I, I kind of enjoyed. Yeah. But no, they okay. used throwing to clips to break up what I'm sure were moments where Warren Beatty was like, let me take that back. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm certain of it. I'm certain of it. They yes. leaned on throwing to a clip so that he could re-say something because they, they sometimes just obtrusively just throw to a picture of a guy yeah totally and and later in it i picked up and it's not subtle so i'm not patting myself on the back or anything all of a sudden they adr dick tracy talking about the inventor of batman you pick up on this no it's like he's recording into a tin can (laughs) he's like other people tried to do you know what chester gould did and Bob Kane, when he invented Batman, said he wanted to do it like Gould did. But of uh-huh. course, Dick Tracy was the best. Oh, it's like, oh shit, Warren Beatty at home was like, I need to somehow write in there that Batman is derivative of Dick Tracy. Uh-huh. And didn't Weird. care that he recorded it on some piece of crap in his bathroom. <laughs> on his phone. Just put it in there. <laughs> I found this so boring and hard to focus on. My eyes were just looking through the screen. Oh, wow. For part of it. So maybe uh, that happened when I was in a fugue state. Well, did you pick up on this? He says, 
you know, the movie felt like some sort of a a, a comedy musical. Yeah, he said that it a even lot. had music written by Sammy Sondheim. Yes. Sorry, uh, uh, Sydney Sondheim. Yes. What are these jokes? I don't know. Is that I mean, technically these... a joke? It's Stephen Sondheim, so I assume it's a joke. I, I mean, I guess they're like uh, for the TCM audience who are very tapped into who Stephen Sondheim is and know that's preposterous to have called him Sammy or Sydney. Sammy Sondheim. Sydney Sondheim. My sides. Mr. Beatty, I'm laughing too much. I don't know. It's it's so strange because it's a combination of trying to do something and release it in the middle of the night and just let it be buried, but also like let's zhuzh it up a little bit. I yeah. mean, it it clearly is it doesn't work as oh, it an, doesn't work. as a piece of entertainment, but I also think that they probably knew that. So they knew that. They knew that. I I think he so odd. That's it's just such an anomaly this thing. It's so strange. But that's even why the 80-yard Batman line is weird because yeah. he's aware that this is a disposable thing. Right. Why is he adding more after the fact? Right. It implies you know, there's this theory, right? Like that, uh, that an, a true auteur can't help but put themselves into the work. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he could make this without caring about it to some extent. You don't just make, it takes work. Well, also the, the very nature of him doing this means he cares about Dick Tracy quite a bit. Holding on to, yeah, making sure, jealously guarding Dick Tracy so nobody else can have him. Yeah. God forbid somebody else make a, a movie and perhaps try to do something more interesting than rambling about pomegranate for a half hour. It's so weird. I don't understand why this isn't just Scrooge. straight up. Yeah. Why this isn't just straight up just him and Leonard Malton talking. I it, shocked by the wraparounds with characters. Right. Um, they, they vaguely talk this about this I don't recommend uh, I'm so befuddled by it I, I, I have to recommend it this is a freak <laughs> show he yeah. says he'd tip his hat to Warren Beatty if he ever got around to making a sequel and I've even got the blueberry joke at the end he oh, gets great, a call William. on the radio watch um, and the guy's like someone's taking over the whole town and we need your help Mr. Tracy and he goes alright I'm coming I'm coming but uh, are, the, are the blueberries I asked for on the way that's and right he goes, yeah yeah they're on the way Tracy and that's when he looks at me. He's like, well, I've got to take this, Leonard. Sorry, right. duty calls, whatever. But what I got Blue-bee from that calls. is that the blueberries were arguably more important than something threatening the city. Yes, he wasn't really on it until the guy confirmed that they have the blueberries. I don't oh know if God. you heard me, William. You said duty calls. I said bluebee calls. Bluebee calls. I love it. Thank mm-hmm. you for pr- taking that back. Absolutely. He's like a horse that's just in it for the sugar cubes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, Dick Tracy runs on blueberries. He runs on blueberries. All right, so Dick How Tracy peculiar. zooms in, the, the capper of the trilogy. Yeah, right. Leonard Malton, too. There's, um, this is even cheaper. There's there's yeah. less of a wraparound, but it, Makes I'm just more as sense. puzzled by the reality of it. Certainly. It, it makes more Mankiewicz. sense that it's just them, you know, zooming him in. Yes, there are less characters, but it's very strangely set up. Ben Mankiewicz talks about how Dick Tracy once spoke to Leonard Malton a decade yeah. ago. And he goes, and he, and he called me. And thankfully, I recorded the call on Zoom. Let's take a look. And so you're like, oh, it's just going to throw directly to the interview. Right. Get yeah. Right into it. No, it throws to a year ago when Dick Tracy called, but Ben Mankiewicz is alerted to it by his assistant. Mm-hmm. What's going on, everybody? I don't What's happening? know. What's the reality? Was Ben Mankiewicz recording his entire life? And so he caught what he was doing when Dick Tracy, before he even knew Dick Tracy was on the line? It's really unclear. What's the reality here? What's happening? 
I feel like reality has folded in on itself at this point because uh, also, yeah, it's not just Dick Tracy on a call. Will Warren Beatty joins the Zoom. Warren Beatty joins in. Leonard Malton halfway mm-hmm. places an emergency phone call to <laughs> Warren Beatty for him to join the Zoom. I actually, I did let. I, I enjoyed this all. The set dressing around it. I thought it was cute. I like this. It. Is far more tongue in cheek. Where I think yeah. he knows the reputation of the last. He knows it got right. out. Yeah. I'm shocked that it's in canon. I'm shocked that it, it acknowledges <laughs> I did this schemey thing once, but never do they say why. No. They just say, you know, 10 years ago, 13 years ago, I t- talked to Leonard Malton. <laughs> right. Now I'm back. We should mention, I, people may not know, Leonard Malton is a film critic. Yes. As is Ben Mankwitz. What is their skin in the game? Why are they so I eager think... to help this miser claw onto rights that he'll never use i don't know i mean I, it's been 33 years i know i i, I don't know i may, maybe they just like him he's he's hollywood royalty he's a huge legend so it could just be affection and I maybe he's, he's a nice guy irl i don't know i think he's a secret odd duck yeah i think he this is a very strange thing to do i have to say i really don't know a ton about warren Beatty. i'm inclined to like him for some reason i I do like him i'm being very harsh but i do like him but this is a super strange thing to do bonnie and clyde is an outstanding movie i've never seen it oh you should watch it there is one piece of like serendipitous weather Mm -hmm. in the movie that is so unlikely to happen well, maybe that's not so true, but it's like captured and leaned into so well. Just something oh, cool. that happens, and I, like I first saw the shot, and I was like blown away. Is like the the weather collaborated on making a scene happen the way it happens. Oh, that's neat. It's very I would fun. like to see it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I, I really like Warren Beatty. I do. Yeah. But whenever he pops up, weird. I'm like happy to see him. No, it's incredibly weird. It's He's unbelievably. 85. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make yeah. the movie. Make the I know. Movie or, or or get it going, man. Or I or, don't or, understand. It's okay not to make the movie, Mr. Beatty. You just let it go. I I, I don't go. understand. But so Thank it's a God similar. Nobody else got to make one of these movies. Yeah, I know. What would have happened? Having said this, I do love that a, an entire character has been held hostage <laughs> for almost yeah. I mean, years. I, we're saying that this is weird, and it certainly is. But like, I'm also delighted by I'm it. Deli- that's I'm, that's I'm why we want, or I, that's why I wanted to do this episode because I find this so strange. So strange. And just fun honestly i think it's a, f- a weird fun thing um but so yeah they... dick tracy has been kidnapped he has been kidnapped you're right maybe Tess Trueheart can save him maybe i mean he's in warren Beatty's basement yeah you yeah. know isn't that weird that you know I-, I thought it was really funny the glow up between being dressed as dick tracy and being dressed as warren Beatty. this costume was doing him no favors i don't know if you felt the same way at all but just like he he the shoulders are so huge the hat's so huge he looks so funny in the costume and then you see him as just him and i was like oh he's a totally normal like good looking guy he's a a good looking 85 year old but when you throw him the dick tracy hat and the the yellow jacket somehow he looks both Small and swollen. I don't know that what's gl- happening. Yes. That glow down is so significant for just putting on a hat and a coat. It's kind of shocking. It's also weird. Maybe that's why he doesn't want to make the movie yet. At some point in these specials, he was like, I don't take off the hat. I don't take off the coat. I think you should because look he, at this guy. And he does both in the movie. I... <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't know. 
What's so weird about that? Take the hat off. You'll look less weird. Also in the movie, did you notice this? He was having a scene with Madonna, who he dated in real life, where they're at like the docks or whatever. And she's basically being like, I love you. I know you have feelings for me. Don't you want to be with me? And he was making the weirdest face. He was like, oh, really? Yeah, his no, lip was just like notice. up a little bit. like. And I said it to Ryan and he was like, yeah, he looks like putty. Like he's just sort <laughs> of like this mouth breathing pose. And I was like, this is like a, a famously like one of the most handsome men ever of Hollywood. Yeah. Like, why does he look like this right now? Why did not they do another take? He's just like, Duh. I get a little Phil Hartman off of him where it's like, he looks very square-jawed, almost uh-huh. leading man, but he's a weirdo. He's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, I don't think Warren Beatty's actually funny, but no, I think I hear that he's saying. a weirdo in there. He's definitely a weirdo. There's. Did you also happen to see when you were looking up stuff like eleven weird stories about Warren Beatty? No. That also came up on like Vulture when I was looking up things. I do know that at least part of the song "You're So Vain" is about him. Yes, that was one of the things. And uh, without being told, he called up Carly Simon to thank her for <laughs> being puke, puke. I know. On IMDb, there was one mention where Danny Elfman like worked on the movie and came away from it just saying, Warren Beatty is odd. Yeah, he, he's... A, I, look it up. It was an enjoyable read, this like 11 weird things about Warren Beatty. Um, he, yeah, he seems like an odd duck. I like him. I do too. But he's I weird. do too. I think that he's a weirdo, and then he he kind of like it, part of his charm and his thing with being able to like be with like a bajillion women is because he's so handsome. Right. Um, and maybe if he wasn't, his oddness would be a little bit less charming and easy to swallow. Right. Well, his brother is Ned Beatty. Yes. So maybe maybe you can see some of that where it's like. Something happened to his face when he was young and he came out handsome. And he came out handsome. Yeah, it's like the yeah. opposite of like a horrible scarring accident. Yeah, something horrible happened that made him look incredibly attractive. And his sister is Shirley MacLaine. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, you know, know why you don't know that? This is another. I do remember this from the article that I was reading. He didn't want people to know that his sister was Shirley MacLaine because she got famous first and he didn't want to feel like he was like riding her coattails or whatever. Um, and then later in life, they started to have kind of a rift um, because he got like too big for his britches and he would get pissed if anybody said like Warren Beatty is Shirley Mac- MacLaine's brother. He Nico wanted them baby. to say Shirley MacLaine is Warren Beatty's sister. What a what a loser! I know. Come on, very man. lame to be so delicate. Together. Yeah. Well, now he's pretty small for those britches. Looking <laughs> <laughs> like a shrinky dink in there. Yeah, in that suit. Yeah. Eighty-five-year-old putts. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like him, but he looks funny now in that in the Dick Tracy outfit. I um, they they replay the pomegranate moment in this special yes. where like Ben Mankiewicz like rewinds it and plays it again several times. Yep. Which in this one played more like, this is weird. Yes. Which I think was very appropriate. Yeah, they were acknowledging the weirdness of it. Uh, He and Warren Beatty, Dick Tracy and Warren Beatty, haven't spoken in years because Dick Tracy once set a meeting for them to talk about the seriousness of meetings and Beatty never showed. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have a whole thing about it. It's supposed to be at the polo lounge. I, I just, I found this very hard to be locked in on it feels like there's a solid 50 hours in the middle of this special where dick tracy goes here i pulled some clips from the movie just to, to show you what i like and don't like about the movie and oh it's my literally God. them watching the movie with warren Beatty as dick tracy going 
That's nice. That's nice. Look at that. Look at that right there. That's nice too. See that? I don't know about that. That's nice. This is nice too. Unbelievable. I, I was like, so what weird. am I watching? Someone sat down with him in a room and he went, I'm going to say that's nice in 50 different cadences, like an acting And he didn't even do the Adam Sandler one. That's nice. That's nice. I, at one point, Release the Sandler cut, you coward. Release the Sandler cut. (laughs) At some point in the movie, Madonna is kneeling or like bent over on all fours on his desk. Oh yeah, this was weird, his reaction. (laughs) And he goes, no, no, no. I don't even know what to say about this. Like against this moment. Okay. Uh, and then he goes, and what is this? A pink street? Because of all the gaudy colors, it's reflecting light. It's a wet street reflecting pink. He mm-hmm. goes, what's this? A pink street? Ha. A pink street. And what is that? A red street? Ha. It's like going nowhere. Just running, running out fumes. the clock or something. Both of these specials are a half hour long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's some sort of time requirement. Right. I, don't, I know. don't know. And then when he's talking to Warren Beatty and they're all on the Zoom together, they have to awkwardly edit moments, all of them. So they just lean into the idea that Zoom might glitch. Yeah. And so your image freezes, but really they're cutting between takes. Right. And I wrote down that it looks like in Back to the Future Part 2 when the Ayatollah and Ronald Reagan <laughs> are trying to sell Marty McFly a Pepsi. Yeah, you're right. It does. Remember that? And like they're just like, yep. oh, like glitching and restarting takes. Like, like. Yeah. Head. Then it, they, they basically sit around complimenting each other for a while. Because mm-hmm, they've they've come to an agreement. And uh, I, I like the end of it. The very end. Well, let me... To lead up to the end, because the end has a big, interesting moment. Uh-huh. Warren Beatty, they finally find common ground. It's all about collaboration. Will Warren Beatty be open to collaborating if they do make more? If they make a sequel, if they make a series, if they bring in a younger Dick Tracy? Yeah. And he's like, I'm always open to collaboration. And I thought it was funny because it's two Warren Beatty's talking about collaborating with each other, right. which is still one person in control of everything. Yeah, totally. Which is weird. It is weird. But so finally they agree to go out to that dinner that they missed all those years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Make up for lost you, time. Is this what you like? Yeah, I like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're at the polo lounge together, finally. And so it's just them, you know, arguing, talking. Two guys who've known each other for a long time, been in the trenches together. Can't hear what they're saying. No, 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 no. It's just music playing as they're sitting there. It's not even played like a montage. It's one yep. solid cut of them just talking together in a split screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. But what I think happens in that moment, Kristen, first of all, it looks like the worst like Burbank... Johnny Carson era mm-hmm. plants and white interior and I it, think some places are like that still. It looks like it looks like eighties Burbank, old <laughs> man, old man LA. I, I the polo lounge. I imagine that places are like that still. Oh, I'm sure it was a real place. Yeah. It was just a shock. But to, it, 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 see, yes, it is totally it like that. In the same form. Uh-huh. But um what happens in that scene, even though you can't hear what they're saying. They start to argue. Yeah. There's two old men eating soup. Yep. And you see Warren Beatty kind of being like, no, no, it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that sort of thing. Yeah. Shuts it down. And then Dick Tracy kind of awkwardly <laughs> looks to the side, <laughs> takes a bite of his sandwich, smashed to black. No chili, huh? They had found common ground. 
Right. And then it fell apart in that yeah. last moment as if to say, no, there will not be more. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I was just thinking it was just funny that these two are always getting to arguing because they're the same person. I think yeah. that's what they think they they did. No, but you're right. There There is a, a subtext to be There's read. There's a read that uh-huh. this is the moment where Dick Tracy is no more. Yeah. Because they can't work together, Warren Beatty and Dick Tracy. They can't figure it out. Uh, so what happens now? The credits roll for one thing, and it said director of photography, Patrick Stewart. Oh, I know. And I, I wrote know. down, did anyone under 100 work on this? <laughs> like, what is going on? They don't even understand what Zoom is. He's like, back in my day, we had a video watch. Now we Zoom every day. I'm like, I don't think you do. I, <laughs> I don't think that's true, Mr. B. No, it's not looking like it. Uh, the last thing that I, I even want to say is that uh, I, I took a screenshot of the Dick Tracy Wikipedia article. Because mm-hmm. there's a whole stretch of time between the 30s and like the 80s where Dick Tracy comics were still happening. Right. Pre-movie and they went crazy. Yeah. Like Dick Tracy went to the moon. Oh. He, was, he like lived on the moon for years. <laughs> years. Really? Yeah. So. There's like nothing to solve there. <sighs> oh. No. <laughs> Before the moon landing, Dick Tracy lived on the moon, and then when, in real life, Neil Armstrong landed on the moon and we found out there was nothing up there, the Dick Tracy character came back down to Earth. You know what's weird? Again, I, I know I introduced the article of 11 Weird Things About Warren Beatty and said I don't remember any of them. Apparently, I do. One of the items was that I think, it, I believe he was hooking up with Edie Sedgwick when the moon landing happened and they missed it. Oh. He's definitely hooking up with somebody and then they were like in the midst and then they heard the one small step for man, one giant leap thing. And they turned around. They're like, oh, that's right. Weird. That's one of the items. That's really weird. Yeah. Huh. Um, So I wrote I wrote this down. Uh, Dick Tracy has an adopted son, Junior. Mm -hmm. Junior married the character Moon Maid in October 1964. Their daughter... Honeymoon Tracy had antenna and magnetic hands. Wow. Yeah, they they really went unexpected places, it seems like. So that's what Dick Tracy's... Maybe they could do that for the sequel, someone with magnet hands. Maybe it's time. Doesn't that sound like shit? Yeah, it sounds like total <laughs> shit. Yeah. Honeymoon whatever. <coughs> Honeymoon Tracy with magnetic hands, some Mad Libs... Nah, I want a detective who Monstrosity. like holds his gun like all down low and like close to his body. I just yeah, want a detective. Stick him up. Yeah, I, I do like the idea of like super cop guy, mm-hmm. and like he's up against you know like gum nut and you know rugby face and it's fun. Sprinkle neck. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, boot ass. That. Boot ass. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Boot ass. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Boot ass. Boot ass. Yeah. come to give me another kick in the pants tracy (laughs) he's really he's wearing some sort of a a foot repellent (laughs) yeah seat cover (laughs) yeah maybe like yeah Yeah, if you try to kick him in the ass you go flying yeah or it sucks in Uh uh-huh oh 
Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Boot ass. No. Yeah, just try it, copper. Yeah, yeah. do it again, please. You know what'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Pardon, everybody. Well, that's it. We talked about Dick Tracy on this show. For a long time. For a long time. <laughs> Longer than the uh, average episode. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, but... you can turn to Kristen for all your complaints. Sorry please about send that. Them, uh, what's your Twitter handle for complaints? It is at um, bootasseatmyass.com. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the handle. The handle is all that, and it has .com in it? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> That's very interesting. Did I mention I have COVID on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that came up. All right, up. everybody. Follow at GTTUPod on all social media. Patreon.com slash GTTUPod if you want to uh, help support us and get a, an entire second secret show. Follow at Chillin' Kristen. At the Myth Traveler. Thanks, we'll Willie. see you next week. We ain't gonna be talking about Dick Tracy. No. Until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the Netherworld, go we. You know what I was thinking about? Is there do we know the name of the city that Dick Tracy lives in? I don't know. They because always say the city's in trouble. I know. The All whole right. goddamn thing? I guess so. No, I was thinking, because it's so Batman-y. I was like, Batman has Gotham. What does Dick Tracy have? I guess just I the know. city. I don't know. Dick Tracy, some That's guy with fine. weird nostrils is going to hurt the whole city. <laughs> yeah. I know. The city is just always held hostage. The city. <laughs> <laughs>